Hello, and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. We may not own the copyrights to them, but we don't respect copyright here. That's right, it's, it's new year, new season, new intro. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Here's another thing that doesn't respect copyright. Public domain! Yeah! Hey, who the fuck are we, by the way? Oh, yeah. Um... I'm Lindsay, I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. It's it's Halloween. It, it, no matter what day you listen to this episode on, it immediately becomes Halloween. This is time travel now. Yep. <laughs> I hope, hey, it's really cold outside right now. Yeah. And I hope, I hope we just have really shit weather on Halloween. Because God, how much would it suck if like the one year we have nice weather on Halloween is the year where you should not be going trick-or-treating? Oh, that would be the fucking worst. Because like every other year, like there's usually snow on the ground by the time we have Halloween here. Yeah. So, so I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just hoping like we get sleet or something. Like this, it's just too icy. This year for Halloween, give us a fucking blizzard. Just yeah. go all in. Just do it. Do it, Mother Nature! (laughs) (laughs) Have that hot flashing open every window in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, we're Halloween, we're public domain. Which, which, which domain are we publicing this week? Uh, we're going back to the well that is Dracula, because he keeps on giving. Blah, blah, blah. Dracula. Yes. We we have done a vampire every year for Halloween, if I remember correctly. Because year one we did Underworld, and year two we did Historian. Right? Was that for Halloween, or did you just do that for fun? I think I did that one for fun, but even then, like, I'm counting it as every year there's something vampire related. Every every year we have a vampire. Stay tuned next year for, I guess, subspecies? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Misha! (laughs) <laughs> uh, maybe I might change it up and do werewolves. Ginger snaps, baby. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're doing a Dracula. Uh, not exactly a film reboot. I kind of changed my mind on doing a movie. Instead, we're going to be doing a web series. Okay. Yeah. This makes sense because of yes. something we discussed off camera seven years ago. Yes. <laughs> but basically, for those who are not familiar with uh, Dracula the novel. Um, it's about tax evasion. <laughs> it's an epistolary novel, which means that uh, basically it's set up to be like a collection of letters, diaries, uh, newspaper articles. Um, and the epistolary novel kind of like varies from author to author because like some will just do a collection of letters, some will do a diary. And this is kind of like throwing everything together. Yeah, so the Princess Diaries books, which are entirely based on Mia's diaries, those are epistolary novels. You could consider World War Z an epistolary novel-ish. There's epistolary elements in series of unfortunate events, because I know that those usually incorporate, like, every now and then there's a newspaper clipping or a letter or something going on in there. Yeah, um, Pride and Prejudice, some scholars think that it started off as an epistolary novel because letters are a very important plot feature. Um, I, 
I uh, raise an eyebrow at that just because I think Jane Austen just likes using letters because there's a, a whole bunch of letters in Persuasion too. Well, also it was like the main form of community. It was like texting <laughs> in her time. <laughs> but yeah, probably one of the most famous early epistolary novels was uh, Dangerous Liaisons, which is something I want to do in the future too. Oh, yes. Yes. Bored French aristocrats having sex. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that turned into Cruel Intentions. Yes. You know, they almost made a Cruel Intentions TV show. Hmm. I don't know. I prefer something in, like, Ancien Regime France, so... Ah. Yeah. So, anyway, Dracula. Dracula is a web series. The, the, first, the first act is about taxes, is it not? It's about real estate. Oh, yeah, real estate. Sorry, I got them confused. <laughs> the two genders, taxes and real estate. <laughs> well, real estate can be a really sketchy business. <laughs> It's used a lot for money laundering. <laughs> Want to know why so many buildings in Vancouver are just straight up empty? It's because they were meant for uh, laundering cash. But we're not here to talk about how the city of Vancouver could potentially alleviate its entire like homeless situation just by giving out apartments to people. <laughs> Most cities could do that. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> life hack. Yeah. Overthrow the bourgeoisie. But no, what we're going to do with this, because I, I've been kind of thinking and mulling about this idea for a long time, and I thought, like, maybe a movie. But, like, the, the one thing that I think makes a good found footage film is if the medium being used is consistent. So, like, I was looking up uh, Searching. It was a 2018 film that starred John Cho, and um, it's a mystery thriller, and he's mostly using a a, uh, a fictional streaming service as like the main, I guess, camera, if you will, for the movie. And it almost doesn't leave his point of view at all. And like with the paranormal activities, it's mostly through an internal like security cam system because the family's being haunted. My entire point is that the one problem with Dracula is that it's multimedia basically. Because Bram Stoker kind of threw everything in. Mm -hmm. There's letters, there's diaries, there's official reports, there's a ship's log, there's newspaper clippings. So what I was thinking, and this is going to also kind of a, require some ARG level... Uh, yes, we have not yet done an ARG yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be too ARG-ish, like I'm not going to do a whole cicada... 3301 thing it it's one of those weird rabbit holes look it up i don't i don't know that one i know wait was lonely girl an arg or did they just trick you into thinking it was a normal vlog series before they introduced a cult i'm more familiar with the cicada because like it was like so cerebral like some people thought it might have been a recruiter recruiting thing for like uh hackers for like some intelligence organization but probably not just some <laughs> board people who thought that they were smarter than they actually are. <laughs> See, it was designed to push energy in the right place so that the universe could reset itself properly. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Panicula. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically what I mean by ARG is that what I want to do is kind of like set up 
I'm I'm just giving this all away. Somebody please do this. We don't have a wide <laughs> enough audience. Somebody could fall for this. Um, set up a YouTube account, and for like a while, it's just like a regular, uh, kind of paranormal like internet mystery. So, okay, when when you say it's like a paranormal vlog, are they just chilling in their chairs saying like, "Here's some fun facts about the Mothman," or are they like going all in with the night vision and the like the celebrity hosts and the Zach, what's his name from Ghost Adventures? Like, we're going into this haunted house to see if we can smack a ghost's butt. I was just thinking, like, the person who is usually not on screen and they're just, like, showing, like, a bunch of, like, um, security footage of weird stuff going on, talking about various stories or internet mysteries that they found on Reddit. Okay. Your usual run-of-the-mill stuff. And then that's when we introduce, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, this weird series, uh, this Jonathan Harker guy disappeared or something, or, like, this weird series of, uh, like... I guess, Skype calls or hangout calls between a Jonathan Harker and a Mina Murray. These two people, they might be married, they might be fiancés, whatever. And, like, he's a young lawyer who goes to Romania to take care of some business. He starts, like, recording some of the shit that's going on in this weird uh, Dracula guy's castle. And then he disappears for a bit. And... Like, every episode, there's, like, a bit of a more finding out about what's going on. You might see the uh, the brides, or you get, like, the... <laughs> he has the phone out <laughs> of the castle window, and he's doing the whole, like, zoom in. It's kind of grainy. There's, like, a bit of static going on, and you can see the brides maybe feasting on something that resembles a baby. Didn't someone scale the wall, too? When he checked one time. Yeah, maybe. It might have been Dracula himself. They all have weird climbing powers. It's kind of like how bats climb. Yeah. And apparently, like, hairy palms? That was weird. It's from jerking it too much. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, basically, this uh, YouTube account would eventually be hijacked by the story of, like... Jonathan Harker disappears, then he reappears, and then, like, there's this weird uh, ship that crashes off the coast of uh, Whitby in Yorkshire, and just weird stuff happens, and eventually we get to the climax. Like, I really should not be recapping Dracula because it's been remade so many times. I'm just, like, trying to do a different medium. But we should recap Dracula because there's a lot of elements of Dracula that get left out. For example, I feel like a majority of remakes forget the fact that the major character is a Texas oil baron. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And apparently Bram Stoker, I don't think, ever met an American. Yeah, he's Doug Demodome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because Lucy's three suitors, there's the aristocrat, the doctor, and the Texas oil baron. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Okay, let's let's see. I'm 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 on Wikipedia. I'm gonna do like a Cliff's Notes as best I can. So it starts yeah. with Jonathan Harker. He's visiting Count Dracula at his castle in the Carpathian Mountains, uh, which is on the border of Transylvania, Bukovina, and Moldavia, providing legal support for real estate transaction. Uh, da, 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 da. He's impressed by Dracula because he's so nice, but then he realizes that he's a prisoner, and then wandering around. Against the Count's admonition, he encounters some vampire sisters, uh, and then realizes that Drax a vampire himself. 
Dracula pieces out and abandons Harker to the sisters, and he only barely escapes. Meanwhile, yeah, Dracula boards a Russian ship, which then crashes onto the English ports because he ate everyone on board. Yeah. Out and turned into a dog. Well, black dogs have a supernatural history. Yeah. Yeah, Dracula, in this, Dracula can turn into bats, he can turn into dog, he can turn into wolf, he can turn into mist. Yeah. And so, Harker's fiance is Mina Murray, and she's staying with her friend Lucy Westenra, who is holidaying in Whitby. And then, yeah, she has her three suitors. Dr. Seward is one of them, and his patient, Renfield, starts going insane, and we realize that he's kind of been gotten by Dracula. Yeah. So maybe with the Seaward subplot, we could do like um, interview videos. Mm hmm. And then I don't know what to do with Lucy's uh, suitors other than make her make them her three boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lucy starts getting stalked by Dracula. And so Seaward invites his own teacher, Von Helsing. And Von Helsing is like, I actually know all about vampires. Fun fact. So then they try a protector using garlic and stuff, but it doesn't work because, like, no one but these this group of people believes. And so Lucy either sleepwalks, sleepwalks away from the garlic or her mom takes it all out because, oh, garlic's nasty. And she keeps getting got by Dracula. And eventually Dracula does completely turn Lucy into a vampire and they have to kill her. And it's sad. Ah, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, but not after Lucy eats a bunch of children. Yeah, she goes to the graveyard and, like, hypnotizes them and, you know, eats them. Yeah. And so eventually Jonathan does show up. I think Jonathan shows up again. Yeah. He's alive for the climax. Um, And I think he went, his hair, like, went very suddenly white, which, don't blame him. Yeah. So basically the rest of the novel is just a story of Parker, Von Helsing, Seward, the Texas Orb, Elbaron, the aristocrat, um, the scientist and his wife, and uh, Gilligan, and they all go about <laughs> um, basically tracking down all of the spare coffins filled with Romanian soil that Dracula had and like messing them up with holy water and garlic so that he can't like basically go to ground anywhere. Yeah. And then the, the last part, act is like a chase scene. Oh yeah, at some point in there, Dracula starts stalking Mina too, but she like only turns half vampire, and then she goes on to become the coolest character in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but that's yeah. a later episode. <laughs> Basically, it's a chase sequence, and they have to chase down a horse-drawn carriage drawn by unflattering stereotypes of Romani people, Yeah, which we will be cutting out. Definitely. Dra Dracula is, okay, Dracula, obviously, there's some fear of the other in the original. Yeah. But I think we can all agree that in this day and age, vampires are very much fear of the aristocracy. Yep. Yep, definitely. Considering he's a count. But yeah, they chase down the horse-drawn carriage, and they, like, yeet a stake into Dracula's heart, and he explodes. And then Doug Dimmodome dies, and... <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> and then and then Mina and Jonathan get married, and the noble and Seward are like, Well, I guess we're the only other people left. What should we do? And maybe they make out. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> also, there was a hot second where people thought that Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves had accidentally actually gotten married. <laughs> yeah, they 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 play so they played the Harkers in of one of the Dracula films. Uh, it was the Francis Ford Coppola one. Yes, they got married in the movie by a Romanian priest who did the whole ceremony in Romanian. And like a few years later, they're sitting there and they're like, "Hey, we don't actually know what he said. It's entirely possible that was a legal ceremony over there." Yeah, I don't know what Romanian marital law actually is because, like, there's some countries where the religious ceremony is all you need. 
uh, some countries where um, the civil ceremony is the only one that they'll recognize. In some places, you need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who knows where Romania falls on? Plus, like, did anybody sign any actual documents? <laughs> was this notarized? There was also a deleted ending from the original Dracula novel. So what? Books aren't allowed to have deleted scenes. They're books. <laughs> so... Let's see, what does it say here on Wikipedia? As we looked, there came a terrible convulsion of the earth, so that we seemed to rock and to and fro and fell to our knees. At the same moment, with a roar which seemed to shake the very heavens, the whole castle on the rock, and even the hill on which it stood, seemed to rise into the air and scatter in fragments, while a mighty cloud of black and yellow smoke, volume on volume in rolling grandeur, was shot upwards with inconceivable rapidity. Then there was a stillness in nature as the echoes of that thunderous report seemed to come down as with the hollow boom of a thunderclap, the long reverberating roll, which seems as though the floors of heaven shook. Then down in a mighty ruin falling, whence they rose, came the fragments that had been tossed skywards into the cataclysm. From where we stood, it seemed as though the, once, though the one fierce volcano burst had satisfied the need of nature, and that the castle and the structure of the hill had sunk again into the void. We were so appalled with the suddenness and the grandeur that we forgot to think of ourselves. <laughs> so much. So, oh, everybody dies. <laughs> well, not at, no, no one died. It was just yeah. they're they're chilling because Dracula almost made it back to his castle, and then they killed him. And so the castle's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out," and exploded. <laughs> <laughs> just yeeted itself into the sun. Yep. So, so I don't. I think maybe it was a good idea to not go with that ending. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a little uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> Though at least with Raiders of the Lost Ark, like it was set up even in the Bible that like you're not really supposed to lift up the ark, the lid of the ark of the covenant. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking more uh the Last Crusade. Oh yeah. Is that uh, you, you did the one thing. Time for this entire place to just collapse. Yeah. Load-bearing boss, that's the trope. Yes. Um, okay, so Dracula, found found footage Dracula. I personally, I, okay, I haven't watched a lot of found footage because found footage is usually horror and I'm a big baby, but yeah. I do like when they incorporate multiple versions of the found footage. So, like, in, have you ever seen the movie, oh gosh, no, what's the movie called? Chronicle. Did you ever see the movie Chronicle with Dane DeHaan? Uh, no, I heard about it. Okay, yeah, so that one... Um, especially in the last act incorporates, like, for the most part, it's all just footage from this one camera. And then the last act has, like, a whole bunch of different sources. So it has several people's different, like, camcorders. But it also has, like, clear cell phone video because you can tell it's in the vertical. You can see a whole bunch of security cam footage of various qualities. You can see news camera footage of it. And so I, I do like that when a found footage has all the, all the footage that they found. Okay. Um, I also, if we want to go in the route of a paranormal YouTuber, we could also start this off a little bit like how American Vandal did. American Vandal isn't found footage, but it is all presented in the form of a vlog series, kind of. Okay. And so, like, every so often, they'll have, like, diagrams pop up to demonstrate where they are in the investigation, and they'll have, like, CGI reconstructions of events, even though in American Vandal, the event was one hand job on a dock. <laughs> I like the idea that this is basically, this would be American Vandal, but they get in too deep because, oh, Dracula's real. Yeah. 
like like three goobers of paranormal investigators who like th- they're giving you all the right facts about the mysteries that are investigating but they're having fun doing it this yeah. is it's essentially the um the my favorite murder or the fruit loops flavor of here's all the facts here's the situation that arose from it but also here's some weird funny happenstance that happened along the way yeah a little bit of that, a little bit of BuzzFeed Unsolved. I was thinking of uh, changing Mina from just like a regular secretary to an actual journalist. Because that makes sense. Also, being able to handle the equipment. What if, oh, I have an idea. Here's here's an idea. So what if the reason they start investigating this is because one of the hosts of the paranormal show is Lucy? Okay. And Lucy's like, you know, my friend Mina, she had this weird thing happen to her boyfriend a while ago, and she wants to open up to and she wants to talk to us about it because she like she doesn't really trust other outlets to with her story. Yeah. And so and then the other three hosts are the the are C Word and <laughs> Quincy? <laughs> C Word and Quincy and who's the oil baron? Or is Quincy the oil baron? Quincy's the oil baron. Okay, who's the nobleman then? The noble Arthur. Arthur Holmwood. Arthur Holmwood. He's the one that Lucy eventually picks, so I guess Arthur can be Lucy's boyfriend. Yeah. And and then Quincy and Seward are each other's boyfriends. Yes. <laughs> and Dr. Van Helsing is literally just Dr. Van Helsing, and he's like 100 years old, and he's <laughs> still trying to take down Dracula. <laughs> he's Dr. Professor Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, uh, that's Mr. Dr. Professor Van Helsing to you. <laughs> Just lay all the titles onto this man. <laughs> He's got a PhD in everything. Oh, and then we could also flip the script and have Jonathan have been cut. Jonathan turn into a vampire instead of Lucy or Mina. Okay. Let's, let's change up people's expectations. Yeah. Dracula, in, instead of going after some wives, Dracula collects vampire boyfriends. <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> and then, are we going to do the classic, oh yeah, this Dracula was also Vlad the Impaler? Because I feel like that's kind of... I feel like there should be a nod to it. Yeah. Like, the, one of the episodes would definitely be, here's what Dracula isn't. Yeah. And they point out, like, well, obvious, obviously because of the location of Vlad... Clearly, there was some influence drawn on that by Bram Stoker. Yeah, but the, there's not there's not a one to one on account of Dracula doesn't exist. Yeah, but then Dracula does exist. Yeah, in this world, Dracula does exist. We're gonna also do the whole like in this universe, the book Dracula, or maybe the book Dracula does exist, and Bram Stoker was actually drawing upon something. I I feel it makes more sense if the book Dracula doesn't exist. Okay. And maybe Dracula, or or maybe this would have to be, maybe he did. I, I, either this is a world where book Dracula has a completely different plot from the events laying out here, because otherwise someone's gonna be like, "Hey, isn't it weird that we're a Lucy, Mina, Quincy, Arthur, and Seaward, and the book had a Lucy, Mina, Arthur, Quincy, and Seaward?" Yeah. So uh, the book would have to be completely different, or there is no Dracula in pop culture. Vampires are in pop culture, yeah. because vampires existed before Dracula. Yeah. Maybe this takes place in a world where Car- Carmilla was the main basis for <laughs> vampire lore. Yeah. Yeah, probably like Carmilla and, um, oh, what was the book by John Polidori? Um The Vampire. Yeah, The Vampire. But like, that guy was called... 
Oh yeah, there's a vampire with a Y. The vampire. Yeah, Lord Ruthven. Who's the vampire? Who was also based on uh, Lord Byron. Which I'm not. <laughs> we're not surprised. Yeah, that's actually a real good choice to base a vampire on. <laughs> You can draw a direct line from Lord Byron to the characters in Interview with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Lord Byron is the one who had, like, a goat foot or something. <laughs> Supposedly. Okay, it was a club foot, but he was... When when Lord Byron, or a Lord Byron XB showed up in The Wicked and the Divine, it was just a goat foot. Okay. I dig it. Because... I, he was. I'm pretty sure he was Lucifer in that variation. Yeah. Also, there's some sexual connotations about goats because he yeah. did fuck his sister once. There are many connotations about like goats and demonic stuff. Yeah, that's weird. Poor goats. Yeah. All they do is like eat. All they do is eat hot chip, fall over, and scream. <laughs> Uh, this is a pro goat podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's pretty much straightforward and if we have to get deeper into like what this world is it's like yeah um either dracula never made it big um it's a completely different book or carmilla is the big vampire book that's been remade a half a dozen times or yeah more than half a dozen times but but francis coppola still made a carmilla movie and it's still starred winona and keanu yeah and uh maybe back in like the 40s uh hedy lamar played carmilla Ooh. Ooh, yeah i see her as a vampire um that's pretty much most of my ideas we could probably easily film on location on the cheap because like we're using cell phones most of the time yeah cell phones and like i guess like a dslr camera this is a low-tech low-budget production people yeah i mean if if depending on how tongue-in-cheek we want to be like it, it can go all the way on the sliding scare uh, on this on the this can go back and forth on the sliding scale between horror and funny yeah. Like, there's definitely going to be a lot of tongue-in-cheek parts, but when we actually get to facing Dracula, he could very much be something out of, I'm trying to think of found footage people who are Blair Witch. A Blair yeah. Witch Dracula kind of situation, where like we never even see him, but we know he's there. So yeah. People keep showing up with their necks missing. Yeah, because like, I don't think in the book Mina actually met Dracula in... Oh, no, there was the one scene when he was trying to turn her into a vampire. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, like, he's, like, dogs, bats, wolves, mist. Like, he could easily probably turn himself into a shadow and just be, like, in a lot of, you know, the classic, oh, there might be a ghost video where, like, you have the person who's on camera doing something and then in the background you see, like, shadows moving in a weird fashion. I've seen a lot of those. (laughs) I spent an entire evening one... One time, uh, watching Poltergeist videos. How I didn't have nightmares, I don't know. <laughs> because that was in the uh, one Ottawa house that was definitely over 90 years old. Oh, yikes. And every, everything in that house creaked. Okay, how do we handle the Dr. Seward and 
Renfeld side plot other than like Oh yeah, that's good. But because if if Seward we're, we're assuming all these people are like in their 20s. Yeah. Then okay, so Ren, Renfield wouldn't necessarily be a patient of Seward. Like Seward could be a medical intern. Yeah. And maybe he's like their equivalent of a friend on the force cuz no cops in this. But if they're trying to get into like the scientific stuff and they're not like hacking hospital records, but like here's our medical expert and like science expert on why this thing could or could not be plausible. Yeah, so maybe he has his own podcast. Like, um, this podcast will kill you. Um, it's two doctors talking about all sorts of medical stuff. Yeah. So like, Seward is like a, a person medical field. He's he's a friend of the show. Yeah. And but he's not a full doctor yet because if we want to say he's like twenty six. Yeah, um, he would I don't... maybe be starting his residency. How long? Yeah, how long does medical school take? Because I'm guessing four years on top of a four years of university. How long is medical school? Also, gonna put the asterisks of it. Probably varies from place to place. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical medical medical school program is roughly four years to complete. Uh, it may depend on the institution. Okay, so obtaining an MD degree will only take four years. Physicians all are also required to complete training in a residency program, which can last up to seven additional years. But that can take place in a hospital. Yeah, and I think that's um, also like including a four year pre med degree. Mm-hmm. So, and I also want to point out that assuming characters on Grey's Anatomy are the same age as their actors, uh, Christina Yang wouldn't have started her internship until the age of 34. Yeah. So maybe Seabird's like the oldest member of this cast, aside from Dr. Van Helsing. Yeah. Or he could, because I don't know how often, like if you're in nursing school, I don't know how often you're interacting with patients, but but we, we can just say that Seward is involved in like medical training enough that there's not his own patient, but yeah. Renfield is a patient that he interacts with regularly. Yeah. And Renfield, Renfield can be an old fuck. Yeah, the big thing about Renfield is that he is somehow really, he just got taken over by Dracula. Yeah. Like, he starts freaking out one time when Seward goes to see him and was like, I can tell Dracula's gonna come, <laughs> feed me a spider! Yeah, that was creepy. The most inspired casting for Dr. Seward in the history of humanity was when Patty Lapone was Dr. Seward and Penny Dreadful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put Patty Lapone in more things. Yeah, I'm I'm just speculating that we're gonna get mostly like Patty Lapone can play Dr. Van Helsing. Oh yeah. That's Mrs. Dr. Professor Van Helsing to you. <laughs> yeah. Now at the ending of this, do we wanna do the whole maybe Dracula will come back like in the historian? I I think it would be more interesting and leave the door open for more interesting sequel if you wanted to do a sequel if it like we said dracula dracula's done we dracula's totally dead but then like hint that one of the main characters is still kind of vamp vampire and maybe they're gonna be like the next count or not necessarily count but like the next big vampire progenitor okay because also remembering back to the historian well dracula is defeated in that story it's implied that either he didn't die or someone has taken up what he was doing. I am the Dread Count Dracula, and there have been at least five Dread Count Draculas before me. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Yules can play her Dracula. 
Yes, that would also be good casting. <laughs> yeah. We have to get either unknowns or like B-list uh, YouTubers to play our YouTuber uh, qu- quartet. Yeah. <laughs> but then the big important roles, like Von Helsing and Dracula and probably Renfield, they can all be like expensive actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're expensive, they're busy, we can't use them all that often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can replace the unfortunate stereotype stereotyped uh, Romani people with like just general corporate yes men because ah. again Dr- Dracula's the aristocracy yeah and to d- of course the aristocracy today are just the billionaires okay so Dracula crashes his party yacht into the docks <laughs> and then takes over the local like 20 story banking building <laughs> a glass eyesore <laughs> Yes. And hey, when they defeat him, the whole building can just implode. <laughs> it was set to explode. But yeah, there's there's no actual office workers in the building. It's all just like corporate yes-men. We're like, oh yes, Dracula, you're so great. Dracula, look at this sexy profit margin. Dracula, I made an Excel spreadsheet of how much money we're making. Will you lick my neck now? <laughs> Notice me, Dracula senpai. <laughs> I mean, that's the other metaphor for Dracula. I googled YouTubers from Texas, and there's a significant amount, but I have no way of knowing whether any of these are like good people. Yeah, I think we're better off just hiring actors. Actors to play YouTubers. Yeah. No more YouTubers try to break into the acting business. And no, but for also for that matter, no more actors trying to break into the YouTube business. Mm-hmm. There is a separation of church you, and state. Of church and state, yeah. I was trying to turn it into <laughs> YouTube and Hollywood, but basically, yeah. That means that Li- Liza Koshy is from Texas. I have no idea if she's like a good person because honestly, I don't know if any YouTuber is a good person until I interact with them directly, and I've interacted with exactly one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say just assume the worst until otherwise proven, but I'm I am more willing to give the benefit of the doubt to a YouTuber's character if they are focused on a particular topic. Yes. Oh, oh I no, no. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I first off I know I said that Doug Demodome should be boyfriends with Seaward, but the uh, given the image first Picture Liza Koshy in a Doug Demodome hat. <laughs> oh boy. D- Doug Demodome, I refuse to call him by his actual name. Doug Demodome is like the money behind this YouTube channel. <laughs> and even then, it's like a modest income. It's mostly like mortgaged against the family ranch. But if, if we do want to go with YouTubers... Again, p- because of gay, I'd prefer Doug Demodome and Seaward to both be guys, but they could also both be girls, too. Yeah. And then there is a girl on YouTube who, like, she has a good, uh, like, a pretty significant following, but she doesn't, like, get a lot of word of mouth, I feel. Okay. Um, okay, well, she has 147,000 subscri- subscribers, which isn't as big as big YouTubers, but it's yeah. like about a hundred times more than subscribers that I'll ever have in my life. So yeah. I consider her big. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, her channel is The Christie Show. Okay. You probably recognize her from Karen Don't Care with the beat on the street. Nope. <sighs> it's okay. It's just 
these really short videos of this newscaster lady, and she's out pretty much in a random location, and it's like, I'm Karen Don't Care here in the We Be Learning Technological Institute, where student Terry Aki Wilson has opened fire with a slingshot on, on her classmates. Reports say that she was heard shouting, Are you a real man? No! Pop! Are you a real man? I don't think so! Pop! <laughs> when asked for a comment, Terry Aki replied, I'm just tired of them lying! I'm just tired of them lying all the time! <laughs> this is Karen Don't Care with the beat on the street. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have. I don't know where I was getting at. I just want to incorporate the Christie show in here in some manner. Yeah. (laughs) Cause here I was thinking if we go with if we go with Quincy being a man, I'd almost like him to be like um, Channing Tatum's character in the Kingsman sequel. (laughs) I haven't seen the Kingsman sequel, but I have seen bits and pieces of Twenty One Jump Street. Also, in my in my heart, in my head, in my heart, and my loins, the number one Channing Tatum role <laughs> is in "She's the Man." Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's official. We're doing horror comedy found footage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who who is big in horror? Co- I feel like there are people who show up a lot in horror comedy. I feel like Bex Taylor Claus. Well, I mean, I guess the Scream series was mainly just horror, but Bex Taylor Claus. They are good, and I would... Bex Taylor Claus is another one of those actors that I'll just put them in anything I can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chris Hemsworth was good in Cabin in the Woods. (laughs) (laughs) He can play Dracula. Yeah! (laughs) He's another one of those, ooh, that's a bit expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, at least we're not MGM who has to, like, roll up a dump truck full of money in front of Daniel Craig to get him to play Bond again. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Craig could be, oh, okay, so Daniel Craig, you'd think he'd be a good choice for Van Helsing, but what if he was Renfield? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. What if Daniel Craig went all in on this this weird guy who's been completely vampired in the brain and is eating bugs off the walls? I mean, he can play creepy really good, like in Road to Perdition, where he was basically just like a drunk all the time psychopath. Yeah, I think he can play crazy really well. Of course, he could also <laughs> he could also be a very obvious choice for a Doug Dimmodome. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell he's been wanting to play comedy for a long time if one moment let's extricate ourselves from dracula for a moment if they made an actual good live action fairly odd parents movie <laughs> daniel craig should play doug dimodome in that <laughs> and here i was seriously proposing him for an old batman <laughs> nah nah he's doug dimodome he has the range yeah that's true since since I have to say it, I'd I'd be in remiss if I didn't say it. Another person we could get to play. Uh, who are who are elder people? We said Van Helsing, Renfield, and or Dracula, yeah, or Carmilla. Just put Nicole Bahari in one of those too. Yeah. Hey Nicole, you want to be like? Do you want to play an actress playing Carmilla the vampire? Do you want to be a a sexy lesbian vampire shot in like? What what was it? Cinemascope. Yeah. <laughs> for our archive footage. For our fake YouTube series. Oh, yeah. 
because then, like, we have to have the episode where they're talking about, like, the history of vampires and media and all that. Or the history of vampires in general. Yeah. And if Dracula the novel does not exist in this world, then we have to have some sort of footage, old-timey footage, of old vampires. Like, we could actually make it so that Nosferatu was, like, an independent, like... It- Nosferatu was an original creation. It wasn't an unlicensed Dracula adaptation. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Florence Stoker nearly destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie. It's so lucky to exist today. Fuck. Again, this is also knowing, like, how many uh, black and white silent era films do not exist anymore. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> could probably do something with like the remaining stock footage of Theta Bara, who was called the original vamp. Hmm. Yeah. She's more famous for playing Cleopatra, but like yeah, yeah, I could totally see her doing like a one of the first Carmilla movies. What's her name? Theta Bara. Uh T H E D A B A R I think it's A R A. I've definitely seen her before. Yeah. She's got a very iconic face and a very iconic look. Mm-hmm. And you've definitely seen the clip of her as Cleopatra. She was also in Salome, and Salome usually gets associated with vampires. Yeah, because um, I think that story for people who don't know. There's a vampire named Salome in True Blood. Ooh, I like that. Um, so for people who don't know, that's a, that comes from a story in the Bible, and um, it's in the New Testament, and it's all about, like, how John the Baptist uh, was murdered. Uh, basically, Salome is the stepdaughter of King Herod, and she gets super jealous. She like falls in love, but also gets like super psycho jealous of him. And eventually, he gets captured, and she's like, "I want his head." And her dad, her stepdad, is like, "Only if you do the dance of the seven veils." And she does the dance of the sexy dance. And then she gets the head, and there's a famous opera where like. Basically, she's just covered in blood. A lot of blood. And then she gets killed. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, we could do the compiling of various, like, fictional vampire movies plus, like, actual vampire movies because, like, we could easily say that, like, Interview with a Vampire and uh, Lost Boys and those movies exist on their own mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know how else to end this out on well in that case it's time to blow up our houses <laughs> yes <laughs> and from the wreckage shall emerge a friendship promo <laughs> well hello my friends this is ck from the Marths and monsters podcast join me my companion Finn, and my occasionally satanically possessed cat Ray, Puny mortals. as we investigate the real truths behind some of the most wonderful creatures you can imagine. Are trolls really that thick? Or is it just bad press? Are leprechauns really drunken bums? Sort of. But there's a lot more to find out. All you need to do is tune in to Martha Monsters podcast with me and Finn. Till next time, slancha. Your good health. All right, so I felt like blowing up our houses was kind of silly, so I actually deleted that scene. So we're fine now. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, thank you, Bram Stoker, for having the foresight to realize that ending was so dumb. Although I, I, I kind of wish he kept it in just because then almost every Dracula adaptation would have to choose. Because like, they can only take out so much. Like, okay, we've got to choose. Do we take out the Texas Oral Baron or do we take out the castle being built on top of a volcano that erupts when he dies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a choice. Ooh, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. And you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first, and they're pronounced bleh, bleh, bleh. It's a vampire noise. I do not drink wine. Don't eat me, Shell! <laughs> you can also email us at notifiebeatyoufirst.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, your criticisms, or your favorite unproblematic YouTubers, I guess. <laughs> you could also send us a friendship promo if you'd like us to promote your podcast or YouTube channel or your DVNR page, whatever it is. Just send us a treatment for us to read or an audio clip. We'll put it in and promote you guys for free because we love to do that. Or you could email us to be a guest if you do try and give us a hint instead of your entire idea because we love being surprised. And we have a Patreon that we encourage you not to donate to at the time because there are many other important things going on, such as uh, as the weather gets colder specifically, there's going to be a lot of people who do not have homes. So if you can donate to shelters or just committees working on bills that gives people the houses that are abandoned because they were just built to launder money, as we mentioned before. Homelessness is shockingly easy to solve. Was was it Denmark that just... Finland. Finland. Finland just decided they didn't want to have a homeless population anymore, so they gave them all houses, and the problem was solved. It's that easy. Also, um, in lieu of that, if um, you can also give people uh, gently used jackets. Yes. Yeah. Also, socks. Not yeah. used socks. But if you're, if you're able to, like, there have been a few times, especially in the colder months, where I'll just go to my local clothing, not clothing store, but whatever selling socks. I buy, like, a six-pack of good socks, and I just buy them, and I toss it directly into the donations bin. Yeah. Food pantry is also very important. Yeah. Uh, remember, dry goods. Yes. And, uh, again, don't fucking, okay, hang on, let me get on this pedestal. Okay. If you're going to be the jackass who goes through your pantry and decides, oh, I don't need these expired beans and half-eaten box of Oreos anymore, I'm going to give that to a homeless shelter. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm sick of having to like d like dig through the bit donations bin for food donations at my grocery store, and I found people just throw literal shit, not literal shit, fortunately, that hasn't happened yet, but like actual just garbage food. That they didn't, they got rid of because it's half eaten. They didn't feel like it. It's expired. Like if you're gonna donate to someone, don't give them something that you wouldn't eat yourself. Yeah. Because just because they can't get food doesn't mean they don't deserve to eat properly. You asshole. Anyways, um, fortunately we do have some people who are able to do all that and still feel it in their hearts to give us money. So we do want to give a quick shout out to our patrons: Christina, Charlie, Cassidy, Jenny, and Julia. Thank you all. But a good way to support us outside of Patreon would be to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then let us know and I'll try and get us on there. 
Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about the other awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter. And last but not least, our cover, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. Uh, so, Tanner, do you have a hint for next week? I, I don't know if I have a hint for next week. Like, I know what I'm doing next week, but I don't know how to word it into a hint. Okay. Because <laughs> it's... So, it, here's the thing. I'm, I'm not... I'm not rebooting one thing next week. I'm rebooting two oh. things next week together. Oh. oh. I'm, I'm doing a polymerization of concepts. Oh. Also, and it, it will be partially inspired by an episode of Cassidy's podcast, RNGG. So, hey, uh, the, the bonus friendship promo. Go check out RNGG, where Cassidy and Crash create randomly generated games. And one of their episodes did inspire me to take two properties not properly properties but two concepts of video games that i liked and kind of mash them together so actually yeah so next week we're going to be looking at a video game mashup in more ways than one Eat. but until then we'll see you all next week but not if we reboot you first bye blah blah blah